Good evening, all my brothers and sisters, and all my viewers. Once again, this is your brother Paul often coming to you live on your screens. I know some are watching me on YouTube, and some also are taking me from Facebook. And also, some will get me on other handles. Uh, such as Spotify, which is only audio. And wherever you are watching me from, I send my greetings from my family to you. And I hope you are doing all right. We're going to continue our lesson, which we started about, you know, about six weeks ago. I think last week, most of you were expecting me, but there was a break due to something beyond, uh, you know, our control. But God be so kind, today we are with you. So, uh, we need to thank God that He is giving us another blessed day that we can reason together in His Holy Word, which is the Bible. What we are discussing now is corruption. In the Christian religion or you will say religious corruption and this is part four we've already treated part one which is women in leadership positions in the church and also part two talks about the infant baptism and part three talks about celibacy people who do not marry uh, due to religious position as uh, due to religious positions or due to, uh, you know, uh, religious, um, for re religious uh, grounds or something like that. And today we are going to take another topic. And this is playing musical instrument in worship. Why does this also come under religious corruption? You will soon know as we dive through the scriptures and find out what has been added to the true religion of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is Christianity, and what has been taken away. Now, these studies seek to examine some practices which we see today in the Christian religion, but were not being practiced. In the early days of Christianity, which is the early days of the church, we have defined religious corruption 
in the previous lessons that I have already treated, part 1, 2, and 3, we define religious corruption as a process by which a religious command or expression or practice is changed from its original state to one regarded as erroneous or debased. Any New Testament practice or practices which have over the years or over the generations been changed from the original format is a corruption. And any practice which was later on added to the Christian religion is also classified as a corruption. We are saying this because God's word, we shouldn't add to it or subtract anything from it. That is what God commands people. You see, God's word or God's instructions are sufficient to guide us to offer acceptable worship. Therefore, we do not need any human supplements to aid us worship Him. What God has given us in His holy book, which is the Bible, is enough for us to prepare us for heaven. We don't need any human, what do you call it, supplement or supplementary books or any kind of, you know, uh, practices which is outside the Bible for our worship to be complete. Most of the churches in the world today play their own tunes and dance to the tunes. But as I always say, in the Christian religion, we have our guidelines in the scriptures. So it is not for man to draw our own laws right and practice them. But we have to always rely on the Bible, which is God's book to mankind. So it is important that we understand this. It is wrong to play your own tune and dance to the tune in the Christian religion. You have to be guided by the written law of our Lord Jesus Christ. People do follow their own set of rules and laws they have made instead of following God's written word. Paul the Apostle saw this about 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit revealed to him. So Paul warned the Christians at that time. And this is what he said in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. Regarding people turning away from what Jesus and the apostles have you know, laid down as a foundation and doing their own things. And this is what Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. And I read, he says, The Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirit and teachings of demons. That is 1 Timothy 
chapter 4, verse 1. Sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now, when you come into chapter, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 3, or 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, this is what he said here. He says, For a time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myth. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. This is what, you know, the spirit, which is God's spirit, saw about 2,000 years ago and revealed to the apostle to warn the Christians that a time is coming People will not endure the sound doctrine, but they will have each years, each years, and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And that is why in the beginning I said, today in Christianity, people, you know, play their own tune and dance to the tune. Instead of dancing to the tune of God, they have their own set of rules with which they use to worship God. But that is wrong because God has given us a laid on principle in the New Testament to guide our worship. But people are turning away from that and doing things that will suit their own passions. You see, when Israel was given the Ten Commandments law, they were instructed not to add anything from it or to subtract anything from it. They were instructed not to add anything to it or subtract anything from it. When you read Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2, that is what it says. And it reads, and I quote, it says, You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I commanded you. And this is uh, Moses speaking to the Israelites, when he gave them the Ten Commandments, he said, you shall not add anything to it or subtract anything for it. Brothers and sisters, God's word is enough for us. It's sufficient for us. We don't need any supplementary books or any supplement from humans. Because we are dealing with God who is spirit. So you cannot write your own laws to govern you when you say you are worshiping God, but you need to go strictly, you know, about the plan or the foundation laid down. Now, with all these warnings in place, Israel continued to change God's word and practice things to see their own passions. God warned them, don't add anything. Don't subtract anything. What I've given you is enough. But Israel, you know, over the generations, continued to add their own traditions and practices to God's word. You see, even the later generations thought that these were part of the commandments given to their forefathers because they came to meet these things being practiced in their religion, that is Jewish religion. And they thought this is part of the commandments given to them. You see, some of such practices were 
polygamous or their polygamous marriages and divorce. The fact that God is he was silent in those days did not mean that he was supporting or agreeing to those practices. You know, some people will quote that, well, Abraham was a polygamous. You see, uh, what do you call it? Um, David was a polygamous and Solomon married so many wives. So there's nothing wrong to be a polygamous or marry many wives. But the question is, who gave them that authority to marry many wives? A God. Now, we will go into the scripture. You see that Jesus Christ referred to this. And I don't want to jump the gun. Let us, you know, go and read what Jesus said about these practices. He made them to understand that this was not part of what God gave them. But they... Because their heart was so hardened, they added these things to God's word. So sometimes there are so many practices in the Old Testament that even today people who call themselves Christians want to practice that because they've seen it in the Bible. Let me tell you, my dear brother, it's not everything you see in the Old Testament was commanded by God or was you know, uh, uh, given to them by God. Now, if you read Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 to 6, Jesus made it clear. These practices were not so from the beginning. They were added, you know, to, to them later on by the people. These were not approved by God. And let's, let's read how, you know, he said it in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 to 6. He answered them, when they questioned him about marriage, why people, you know, can marry more than, you know, one or people can divorce their wives and remarry. Listen to what Jesus said here in Matthew chapter uh, 19, verse 4 to. If you get time, please read the whole Matthew chapter 19. It will make, you know, it clear to you. But for time's sake, we need to, you know, take some of the salient point here. He said, and I quote, Have you not read? This is the question about marriage. And Jesus said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and females? Okay? He made them male and female and said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Listen, and cleave to his wife, and the two, that's a man and a woman, shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So here, Jesus condemned the practices whereby people put their wives away and remarried. Because this is the very question they asked him. He said, no, you are wrong. Have you not read from the scriptures that when God made humans, he made only one man and one woman. And he joined them and said, these two individuals have now become one. And therefore, no one can separate it. And today, we have the law cause. They have, you know, power to, you know, uh, uh, cause divorce. 
But in God's word, it's against God's word to allow divorce to happen. And that is why he said, what God put together, no one can separate it. Now, Brother Paul, you are talking about instrumental music in worship or playing instrumental, mechanical, you know, music in worship. Why are you talking about all these? Now, I'm bringing this to your attention that there are some practices that went on during the Jewish time, but it wasn't God that sanctioned them. It wasn't God that allowed them. They did it to suit their own passion. And one is this example I'm giving. They were, became polygamous. And Jesus said, no, God made one person, one man, and one woman, and put them together. So this defeats the idea that polygamy is accepted or acceptable. You understand? Now, let's continue to understand what Jesus meant when he said this. Now, so the people ask him, if you are saying this, that what God put together, no man should separate, then why is it that Moses allowed us to divorce our wives and remarry? Do you know the answer Jesus gave them? This is where I want you to you know, bring my, your mind that it's not every practice that you saw the Jews doing that were commanded by God. In the same way, there are so many things people calling themselves Christian today are doing in religion, which is not part of you know, Christian religion. It's not been sanctioned by God. It's not been commanded anywhere in the scriptures. But they are doing it. And sometime too, we will go there. I just Let us quickly read from verse 8 and 9 in Matthew chapter 19. When they asked him this question, the answer Jesus gave is this, and I'm reading. He says, it's because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, that was not so. So, you can see that. God gave Jewish law to them, demanding on Sinai. And the time God gave this law to them, to the time Jesus Christ came, is about 1,500 years. Right? But the people have been practicing this kind of divorce and remarry for all these years. But Jesus said that is wrong. That is not how God made it. So he referred them back to the garden when God first made man. He said, you see, he made man and a woman. One man, one woman, and joined them together. And this is what we call marriage. It's not what is happening today. Now, so he said, it's because of your hardness of heart. That is why you practice that. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and remarries another, commits adultery. So, divorce is a no-go area for any Christian. Can understand that our law courts, they have authority. Our judges, our magistrates have authority to, divorce, uh, to dissolve marriages. 
But God said, no. Jesus said nothing should put them asunder. You understand? Except one become unfaithful by, you know, uh, 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 having uh, other sexual affair outside your marriage. I'm making this analogy to make you understand that everything that you see being practiced in the Christian religion today is not from God or found in the scriptures. Not everything that you see is from God. One such practice which many Christians have accepted as a norm in their religion today is musical instruments in worship. Probably you are listening to me and I say, what is he talking about? Musical instrument in worship is a corruption to Christian religion. Now, we have defined corruption Christian religion as anything which was not practiced by the early Christians, but this was later on added to God's word. And remember, God said you should not add anything to his word or subtract anything from it. So any addition or subtraction become a corrupt practice. So, one of the things that we see today, which is generally accepted among all the churches, charismatic churches, Pentecostal churches, even the traditional Orthodox churches and Roman Catholic and the rest, which hitherto were not practicing these things, they are all involved in doing this. Now, you see, one thing that we have to understand is that there is nothing wrong to play any instrumental music, listening to it, or you yourself entertaining yourself. If you have any instrument that you want to play to entertain yourself, there's nothing wrong. If you listen to any musical, you know, uh, uh, interlude or anything like that, there is nothing wrong. You understand? But when it comes to the worship of Almighty God, always we have to be guided by His Word. We have to be guided by the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what Jesus said in John chapter 4 verse 24? God is spirit. And therefore those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not human. You cannot entertain God with a mechanical instrument or anything like that. And say you are using to praise God. God is not a human being. And we will read the scriptures and you understand this. So first, you have to understand that God is spirit. Now, if we read the scripture in Acts chapter 17 verse 24 to 25. And then we jump to 29 to 30. Let's listen to the apostles about how we view God. Now, I'm reading from Acts chapter 17 verse 24 says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, does not, listen very carefully, does not live in temples made by man. So the first thing is that 
the, the place that you gather to worship, that is not where God lives. And this is in the Bible. Acts chapter 17, verse 24. Probably you are referring to the Old Testament where it said, I will build a house for God. The scripture said, God does not live in a human, you know, things that human use their hands to build. God is bigger than that. You cannot confine God in this material buildings. So Paul says, what you have to understand is that God who made a heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man, nor is he saved by human hands. Do you get it? As though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. Being then God's offspring, he's talking to us, we shouldn't, mm -hmm, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone or an image formed by an art of imagination or imagination of man. This is what the scripture is saying. So I don't know how God, people picture God as human. So you need all this kind of entertainment they put in their buildings and trying to dance to the tune, thinking they are praising God. Jesus said, no, God is not spirit. Uh, sorry, God is not human. God is spirit. So worship the spiritual being. And then Paul is saying that we shouldn't view God as human. So that thinking that God is living in a certain temple, God does not live in any, you know, house. Where does God live? God says, where two people or three meet in his name, he is there. Understand that. Now, playing instrumental music in worship is in addition to the New Testament worship said by Jesus and his apostles. Because when you look at the New Testament, which is the Christian guide, you can't find such a thing in it. Playing instrumental music in worship, you can't find in it. Check the New Testament, which is the Christian guide. Now listen to my word carefully. I said check the New Testament, which is the Christian guide. Why the New Testament? Why not the Old Testament or the whole Bible? Probably you do not understand. The Bible, as you see, has two main religions in it. Two main. We have the Jewish religion, which started on Mount Sinai by Moses giving them the Ten Commandments. And then we have the Christian religion, who started when our Lord Jesus Christ came, and die on Calvary cross. That is how Jesus or the Bible says it. So in Christianity, we have instructions given by Jesus and his apostles. And that is what we follow to worship him. People don't know this. So we are saying that instrumental music cannot be found in the Christian religion when you go in the New Testament. And the fact that many religious bodies today, right, 
are practicing this does not mean this has been sanctioned by God or, you know, uh, 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 it's God who uh, authorized this. No, like the Jews were doing. Many people were practicing divorce as if it was something that God has commanded them they can practice or do. Because when he asked Jesus, and Jesus said, it's because of your hardness of heart. That is why Moses allowed you to do that. But from the beginning, you see, when God gives his law and you start doing your own thing, he just leaves you. You understand? You read, you read Romans chapter 1, you understand. When you don't, you know, follow God's instruction or uh, you disobey God, God leaves you to do your own thing. So that the things you do, you will think that, oh, this is right in your own eyes. And with this, it sends you straight to judgment. And God will refer you as Jesus is referring them. Don't you look back in the Garden of Eden. Did you see God creating man and three women? If no, why are you becoming polygamous? And if God said they put them together and no one should put them asunder, do you read that in the Bible and you say yes? Why do you divorce your wife? So when the thing is written there, there's no need for God to continue to tell you because it is there. So when all, all these years, about 1,500 years, God has given them their laws, uh, his laws to them, and they started practicing something. They thought that was right. But Jesus, when he came, said, no, you need to refer to the beginning. That was not correct. It wasn't so. Now, why am I saying all these things? I'm just preparing your mind to know that there are so many things being practiced in Christianity today. That is not sanctioned by God. That is not in the God's word. And that is was not practiced by early Christians. And one of such things is the, uh, what do you call it, instrumental music or instrument in, you know, worship. Now, as I said, the fact that many people are practicing, are practicing this today doesn't mean these have been sanctioned by God. Remember what Jesus said from the beginning, it wasn't so. You know, people make mistakes in quoting from the Old Testament passages such as Psalm 150. Probably when I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, instrumental music is a corruption to religion, you have in your mind, what about Psalm 150? I know you have it in your mind. You see, there are about two things that I will, you know, uh, uh, tell you about where many people, you know, don't know. But I'll come to that. I'll come to that. In the same way as some people also quote from the Old Testament to support their polygamous marriages and their divorce. Because they go to the Old Testament and say David married what? Eight wives. Uh, 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 Solomon married 300 concubines and then 100 wives. So they have every right to do that thinking that probably this was God's instruction to them. It's a mistake. But what you don't know is this. 
that not every practice you find in the Old Testament was sanctioned by God. You know, according to Judges chapter 17, verse 6, the people did what seems right in their own eyes. The Jews, the Israelites, they did what seems right in their own eyes. And some of those practices were not commanded by God. These things they practiced were not commanded by God. Read prophet Jeremiah chapter 23, verse th uh, uh, 21. Jeremiah said, you know, God speaking here. He said, I have not sent those prophets, yet they run, claiming to speak for me. I have given no message, yet they go uh, uh, on the prophesying. Now, this is a typical example that people are saying, God is saying this, God is saying this, and God came through uh, the prophet saying that, I have not sent anybody. In the same way, people are practicing a lot of things in Christianity which is not sanctioned by God, which is not commanded by God. So, it's a point that I want you to understand that not every practice you see in the Old Testament was sanctioned by God. Now, the second point is, the Christian religion is different from the Old Testament religion, which many people don't know. Christian religion is different from Jewish religion. Christians are under new covenant. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. We Christians are under the New Testament. That is what the scripture says. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Also, the Christians are under the law of Christ. And Paul told them that we have Jewish law, we have Christ's law. And I am under Christ's law. I'm not under the Jewish law. Though, if I go to the, the Jews, I made myself a safe. I also follow their law. But Paul said, no. I tried to convince them. And that is why I post like that. But I am under Christ's law. Two laws. He talk about the Jewish law and Christ's law. And Paul said, I am under Christ's law. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 21. So therefore... We have to be guided by the New Testament uh, laws which was given to, uh, to the apostles by Lord Jesus Christ. Now, have you forgotten Acts chapter 2 verse 42? Acts chapter 2 verse 42. Listen to what the scripture says. All the believers, all the believers, Christians, were devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Why not the, uh, the Moses' teaching or the, the Mosaical teaching? Why not the, the, the Ten Commandments laws? But he said they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Go to the New Testament and know what the apostles taught, what the apostles talk about singing or music in the church. So, quickly, because of our time, we're going to go through about four passages in the scriptures which talk about how the Christians should sing. Whether he's talking about, you know, using instrumented worship. Now, if you read the New Testament, you can see that instruments in worship did not form part of the Christian worship. The pioneers of Christianity, such as the apostles, did not use mechanical instruments in their worship. 
Probably one will say, oh, probably that time there was no mechanical instrument. Now you're joking because Israelites, they have their culture. They sing and dance and play music and everything. Sometimes when people go to the Old Testament and saw the music being played there, then they thought it's worship. No! Israel have their own culture. As me, as a Ghanaian, have my culture. Europeans have their culture. So the things we love in our culture, we do, we cannot bring it in Christianity. For people to think that this is part of Christian religion. So the Jews had their own culture and tradition. And that is what they were messing up with the laws given to them by God. And Jesus said, wait a minute, that is wrong. Read Mark chapter 7, verse 7 to 9. Jesus said, you worshiping me vain because you are following the teachings and traditions. Your own traditions you are following. So we have traditions. Every country, the people there have their own culture and their traditions. It should be separated from the Christian religion. Right? Sometimes people make me say, say oh, Christianity is, is a Jewish religion. Who told you that? Today, go to uh, Israel. Most of them even don't practice Christianity. They are still to stick to their Mosaic laws, which is a cake which is being dissolved on the Calvary cross and now being replaced by the New Testament worship or guide. Read the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9. So Christians, we are being guided by the New Testament. So we're going to go to the New Testament for the Bible to tell us how to sing in worship. You understand? Now, the pioneers of Christianity, such as the apostles, as I said, did not use mechanical instruments in their worship. So what did they do? If you read the New Testament, it tells you that they simply sang hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs during their worship. And this is what the Bible commands the Christians. When you read Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, this is what the scripture says, and I read. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. And listen here. He said, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. Sing psalms, sing hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. We are to sing. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Now, when we read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 to 20, there to listen, and I quote, it says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in, and making melody in, uh, in your heart to the Lord. Making melody to the Lord in your heart. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19. Address yourself in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing and make melody. Sing, sing to the Lord. So this is what the apostle practiced. The early Christian. This is what they were doing. 
half of this instrumental, this mechanical, you know, uh, uh, music, it came later on. Man added to what Christ has already set it up. And quotation number three that we're going to read is from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. How do you praise God? Do you use instrument to praise God? Listen here. Hebrews chapter 3, uh, 13, verse 15 says, Through him, through who? Through Jesus Christ. Then let us continue offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. How do you offer sacrifice of praise to God? He continues and saying, and that is the fruit of your lips, lips, lips that acknowledge his name. The fruit of your lips you use to offer sacrifice of praise to God. Do you understand? My dear brother, have you added human supplementary books to your worship? And what man has written, tra traditions and cultures of man, is that what you are using to worship God? Or you are abiding by the teachings and principles for Lord Jesus Christ and his apostles? He said, offer continual sacrifice to God by using the fruit of your lips to praise him. And quotation number four, we have a lot of quotations that talks about singing, 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 singing. But because of time, I will just probably end you with this quotation. Mark, uh, quotation number four is Matthew chapter 26, verse 30. This is about our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Did he sing? Did he play instruments? Jesus sang. Jesus sang. After he had the Lord's Supper, with his disciple, listen to what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 26, verse 30. He said, And when they, that is Jesus and the apostles, had sunk a hymn, they have sunk a hymn, they went out to the mountain of olives. Matthew chapter 26, verse 30. Read from Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 to 30. That is when they had the Lord's Supper. And after the Lord's Supper, they sunk hymns. And that is what Ephesians says. Sing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs to glorify God. Colossians said, Sing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs to glorify God. Hebrews says, Offer the sacrifice of praise with your lips. So brothers, this is what we had with the early Christians. But what we see today, every religious body, is entertaining themselves with this and they are saying they are praising God. Jesus said, no, God is spirit. God is not human. You cannot entertain God with things that humans have made. Acts chapter 17. Because God is spirit. So all this kind of instrumental mechanical music that they play in their churches, they are entertaining themselves. That is why you go and you'll be singing and dancing and you see them sweating. They say they are praising God. Probably if you do that, you find this offensive. But brothers, sisters, reason with me. Let's, let's share the gospel, the, 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 the good news together in the scripture. The quotations I have given you, please try to read over and over again. And understand this. It's for your own good. 
all the candidates of heaven try to do the will of God. Because you cannot do anything, just anything, and you say you are worshiping God. Now listen to what Jesus said, Mark chapter 7 verse 7. I quoted it earlier on. He said, they do worship me in vain because they teach the doctrines and commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold on to the tradition of man. Playing instrumental music in worship is the doctrine of man. It's never from God. You can't find it in the New Testament. What you see in the Old Testament that David used, David, remember, David from his childhood was somebody who liked playing, you know, instrument with this. But this was in the Jewish era. You watch, read the Old Testament and see the Jewish worship. When they gather to worship God, if they play this dance that you play in the churches today, but even that is not part of Christianity. When you come to the New Testament, we have our own guide. Now, the final quotation I'll give it to you is here. Second John 1, verse 9 to 10, to conclude this. He said, Everyone who goes ahead and does not abide in the teachings of Christ does not have God. Do you get it? So we have the teachings of Christ. When it comes to singing, Jesus thought his disciples and his disciples have written them down for us. And we have just read about four quotations, all saying, sing with your lips, sing and making melody, sing hymns, spiritual songs and psalms. So where from this mechanical instrument that we play in the churches, they are all corruption to the original doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he said, everyone who goes ahead and does not abide in the teachings of Christ does not know God or have God. But whoever abides in the teachings of Christ have both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring these teachings, do not receive him into your house or give him any greetings. Second John 1 verse 9 to 10. My brothers and sisters, Sometimes it's difficult to accept teachings like this. But let me tell you, you cannot play your own tune and dance to it. If you say you are following Christianity, you need to go strictly by the guidelines that is there. Go back and see what the apostle practiced. When the Israelites were practicing this kind of divorce, Jesus referred them back. He said, go back to the Garden of Eden. When God made man, did you see that he made only one man, one woman, put them together and said nothing should separate them. So divorcing is wrong. And two, he made one man, one woman. So people that are married in uh, three, four, and uh, so many women, you are all wrong. That's what Jesus is saying. You are wrong. My brothers, I want to end here. And I want you to share this lesson to as many as you can because so many people fall short. They don't know this true doctrine. If you want us to help you to find the right doctrine and the truth, please visit any Church of Christ in your community. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. 
if you want to study with us, please, and you are in any country and you can't find them, you test me and tell me which country you are and I will find out where they worship and then send it to you. God bless you that you always listen to me when I come online. Good evening from me and my family. Bye-bye.